Big news day for the San Francisco 49ers. Final roster is set. Cuts have been made. We'll break it down. The most surprising cuts. And Jimmy Garoppolo speaking about the weird situation he went through with the 49ers. Coming up right now. You are Locked On 49ers. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We will introduce our special guest, our weekly Wednesday guest momentarily. First, I want to let everybody know that today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. And of course, all you everydayers out there know what day it is, what time it is. It is another winky Wednesday with our very special guest, my former radio colleague. He is a game show extraordinaire. None other than Mr. Nicholas Winkler. How you doing, Nick? Oh, great, guys. It's a big day. Like you said, man, we're finding out a lot about what this roster is going to look like come week one. It's exciting. Did you guys hear what Kyle Shanahan said about the 53-man roster? No, what? what he said. He was like, it's not the final 53-man roster. Oh, it's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. first 53-man roster. Right, right, like, yeah. it, it's never ending, which I, I guess it's true, but like, dude, don't ruin the fun for us. Okay, I know. <laughs> He's not even sure the whole 53-man team will be alive come right, week yeah. one. So You'd be like, you know what? To say. You know, looking at this roster, it's kind of trash. Let's do a different one. <laughs> around. Well, it's funny you mentioned the surprise of who was cut. I think it was more the biggest surprise to me was who was kept. I, I think one there's, one, there's one that stood out if you listen to this show. Uh, and Wink, I think you agreed. Nick Sakel. Uh, how, there, there's an infatuation there. They really like Nick Sakel. They must love something about his football acumen, his smarts, his work ethic, whatever it is, because – his tape on the field for two years now, since he was drafted in the sixth round last year, has been bad. I, I didn't, I didn't so think he was going to stick around last year, and I, I don't know how he made the roster over a number of players. Almost all the players I saw that got cut, I would keep them over Nick Sakel, even if you know you were you wanted your numbers to be a certain way on the offensive line. There were offensive linemen as well that I would have kept over Nick Sakel, like El Manning, the undrafted rookie, like Jason Poe, the undrafted rookie from last year, or Keith Ishmael. Um, and maybe I, I just, it's really hard for me to understand what he's doing because you don't see it on the field. And that's just it, the tape, right? I mean, we all watched the games and it just seemed like every time there was a flag or somebody was hitting the quarterback, it was the Kells man. Or it was Sakel with the penalty. Like yeah. it's just he looked overmatched, even against little, second and third stringers. He's a little better as a run blocker than pass blocker, and which sounds familiar because that's kind of the mo for a lot of this. You know, the Shanahan yeah. era offensive linemen, you get some of that, right? And so maybe that's it. They're just looking like, hey, we like his run blocking ability, and he's a backup. So whatever. He's a good dude. We like having him around. I don't know. I, I think it's about time for him to start his coaching career, maybe. But we'll see. Uh, he's sticking around one more season. I mean, I'm sorry. Apologies to Nick Zakel and the Zakel family. Uh, the tape's just bad. Like, I'm watching him. He's like, the 49ers, the 49ers quarterbacks 
you couldn't you couldn't evaluate the rest of the team because he was so bad on the offensive line in those preseason games. You know what I mean? Like you have to get him off the field so everybody else can have a chance to do what they do, so you can evaluate these guys. So I, I don't see it at all with him. You know, he's not going to be a big. He, he hasn't seen the field much for the 49ers, even when he has been on the roster. And he's not a starter or anything like that. But there's surely some of these other names we would have cut, and I'll go through some of those names in a minute. Um, anything else stand out to you guys? I will say. Croc, going through our 53-man roster, our projection yesterday, I think there was only two surprises. That being one of them was um, was Nick Sakel making it, and we thought it would be either uh, Il Manning or Keith Ishmael that, that ended up making the roster instead, but we got the number right. It was nine offensive linemen. And then on the defensive side, it was they kept eight with Nick Bosa not counting. We had him with nine offensive, uh, nine defensive linemen. And um, so T.Y. McGill did not make the team. He got cut. And then at linebacker, we had five. They kept six. So Demetrius Flanagan Fowles did make the roster. Also, Kerry Hyder and Austin Bryant, both guys that are initially released, but the 49ers plan on bringing them back. So uh, there will be some guys that they probably kept right now that they didn't want to subject to waivers. And we're like, all right, look, we're going to keep these guys so we can put them on some type of IR list so they could potentially return. But Austin Bryant, Kerry Hyder, do not go and sign with anyone else. Just stay pat. Don't even pack up your stuff. Keep your clothes in the drawers. We will be bringing you back tomorrow. And one more. I want to know what you think about this one, Wink, because Croc made his thoughts on this one felt. Uh, it was Chris Connolly that got cut, and Danny Gray made the roster. And now you mm-hmm. can put Danny Gray on IR to return with a broken collarbone. And I think you'll probably still be able to bring Chris Connolly back, but but Croc was Croc was not about the the Danny Gray. He hasn't is I think I think Danny What's he Gray showed? Nick right? hasn't shown anything in two years. Yeah. Well, so he, here's he my thing. Nick, he doesn't even look good. I, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. If if I were to say from his time with the San Francisco 49ers, whether mm. it's reports that you've read or anything that you've personally seen, what does he do well? He runs fast. I mean, but have we even <laughs> seen that? Like, we, we saw one play in the That's preseason it. game yeah. where he outran a nickel safety. Mm-hmm. It's probably no longer on the Packers. And that's the one time we've seen him even utilize speed. So out of the other games that we've seen him either active or preseason, what have mm-hmm. we seen from Danny Gray Nothing. that says he should make any team or roster no. over a guy like Conley? Sneed. Yeah. And again, I understand the you know the veteran part of it, releasing those guys, trying to bring them back. Uh maybe potentially, you know, you could see one of those guys come back uh and not guaranteeing their roster for an entire season. But even then, if you just told me straight up, hey, you go into the season with one of these two guys or both of them, or Danny Gray, I'm keeping Sneed or Conley because we've just seen yeah. far more from them, far more, even in even in preseason. Like far even more, just a, and, 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 and even in training camp, like, yeah. it's not even close. Yeah, the brief stuff we saw from Conley, I liked. Like, I really liked what I was seeing out of him. You know, and it, maybe it's a, a situation where the front office is like, "Look, we we got to keep these guys that we invested draft picks in, right?" I mean, the wait, what? Were, oh, 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 what? <laughs> we, we can't, we right? can't use that. They line. tried that. They tried that with, with <laughs> Lance, right? They tried it for a couple of years. They're like, "Let's go, let's go," and then they're finally like. 
all right, I guess we got to, you know, cut the cord here, but we can't do that elsewhere because we already showed our bad <laughs> hand over here. So now we got to really make this Danny Gray thing work. We really got to, we got to fix it. We got to make it good. I mean, what else is it? What's the other reasoning behind it? We right? say Trey Lance, but I mean, that's been the case with guys like Trey Lance. Sermon as well. You're right. Right? You're right. I mean, Trey Sermon, he was a third round pick. And yeah. I want to say they might have even traded up for Trey Sermon, maybe. They did. Yeah. And we haven't seen anything yet from Danny Gray outside of literally one catch in a preseason game over a year ago. Speed's very attractive, right? I mean, this is a guy who has elite speed in the NFL, and so maybe that's it. Maybe they can't give up on elite speed just yet. You're like, no, we can, we can fix this. We can, we can make him into an NFL wide receiver because he's not right now. He, he doesn't yeah. belong in, in the league. He has one trait that's important. Um, and he was a high pick. I think that's why. And the other part of it, and I'll tell you the real reason why, Croc, because I don't disagree with what you're saying if it was one or the other. But in the end, I don't think it's going to end up being one or the other because they're going to bring Conley back, just like we talked about with Hyder and Austin Bryant. I haven't seen the report that they're for sure bringing him back, but I'd be shocked if they don't bring back one of those vet wide receivers that got released in Conley or Sneed, and then they could stash uh, Gray on the uh, – IR to return. So in the end, you don't have to lose either one. But if you if you either put Gray on, on season-ending IR before he makes the roster or you just waive him, then you lose him completely. And What's this cheaper? Way, this way they get them both. What, what, what's cheaper, right? Is it cheaper because, to just let him go? Well, and the other that is it's cheaper because what, they, what they'll end up doing, and they do this every year, is they, they bring back those veteran players – but they bring them back after week one because then their contract isn't guaranteed for the season, which is just like it's it's it feels kind of dirty in a way because it's it like does. you want them on your roster all year. What's the difference? They're not making that much money. It's just not guaranteed instead, you know. But you know, for they're you know they tried to pinch every penny and look, they got to sign Bosa, so maybe they need those pennies. Um, but they're going to end up with they're going to end up with both of them this way. The other way, they would only have Conley and not Gray. That's the way I look at. It. And you think I hate that. I, I feel where... like it's like personal. It's not personal with Danny yeah. Gray. I'm just just from a football <laughs> standpoint. And you have these other players, and they're getting let go. And it's like, man, I've seen more from this guy, more consistency. Mm-hmm. You know why? And I mean, just something, right? Like when if if I ask you, hey man, what does Chris Conley do well? I was like, man, we saw him catch some, you know, a bang eight, skinny post. We've seen him mm-hmm. catch dig routes, caught a slant. Man, he caught a go route down the right sideline. He looks good. He was doing it all. Training camp, like, awesome. Hey, what does Danny Gray do? And it's like, well, he ran fast coming out of college. <laughs> That's uh, it. He, did catch a, he did catch a dig when we were there at, at training camp practice, Croc, didn't he? Oh, he, he uh, caught a pass week. in practice? Nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's another couple plays, actually, where he was, like, frustrated. He was, like, waving his arms in the back of the end zone open, and nobody's throwing it to him. Do you think it's a situation with Danny Gray where they're worried that if they do cut him, that someone will scoop him up because of that elite speed that they won't? Who cares? This way they get both. We're Crocs saying it doesn't matter, but this way they get both. And so they don't have to even worry about it. And they can continue to try to develop their, the guy that they drafted in the third round. They liked him enough to to do that. All right. We gotta, we gotta move on um, to some other issues here on the roster, not issues, but some other uh, news here with the roster uh, injury designations. We got pup, we got IR, and the full list of players that were cut. And, of course, Jimmy G's shade toward the 49ers, as some people are calling it. Next. Today's episode of Lockdown 49ers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. 
That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. All you do is you add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, spreads the word that you're hiring, and then simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's the reason that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, here, let me go through the full list of uh, what the, the transactions that the 49ers uh, moves in uh, initial 53 man roster stuff that the 49ers uh, went through today. Tons of roster moves and, and hoops that the 49ers had to put players through and different lists. So we'll start with Darrell Luter, 49ers fifth round pick that we still haven't seen on the field because he started camp on the pup list and now he will remain on the reserve slash pup list, physically unable to perform. And since he didn't perform yet in camp and was never activated, then he can be put on the pup list, which means he's going to be out for at least four weeks of the NFL season. And then they can open that window for him to start practicing and be um, and be either reinstated to the team or end up converting to IR eventually so i don't know what the time frame is on Darrell looter when he's supposed to be back from his knee injury i don't even know exactly what his knee injury is um but Darrell looter will not be on the field he will be on the pup list to start the season then four players lost for the season that were placed on injured reserve so these guys cannot come back they will not play for the 49ers this season that is kicker zane gonzalez we hardly knew you uh safety taylor hawkins cornerback aj parker and tight end Cameron Latou, the rookie third rounder, is going to be taking a redshirt year for the 49ers. All four of those players came up injured in the last preseason game, and those guys are now done for the season. And now anybody that the 49ers put on IR, they can designate as a player that could return. So we could possibly see that with someone like Danny Gray. And hey, the I, do, I do want to say real quick, the yeah. uh, injury to uh, Luter, it's a hyperextension. So... Okay. Interesting thing with that, I, I've seen guys kind of have this hyperextending kind of injury, and they usually come right back. The, right. the fact that this has, you know, carried on for so long, <clears throat> he just never had the opportunity, you know, to really practice. I mean, heck, we saw him working on the side of the field during training camp, day one of training camp, day two, and he looked fine. He looked healthy. So I wonder if they just held him out just to say, you know what, we're just – Hang tight. We're just going to redshirt yeah. you this year. And look, there's going to be some more open spots next year. We're going to lose some guys, maybe, a, a, you know, Thomas, Embry Thomas or or somebody. And there's going to be more opportunity. We'll know more of what we have from Diamondo Lenore. So we don't have to kind of play that game with you. And you just kind of step into more of a potential role. It sounds kind of weird saying that out loud. So I don't think that's the case. But in the hyperextension, that's, I mean, you see guys do that, and it's like, ah, okay. And then they're usually kind of right back. So I wonder if it's more than just hyperextending his knee. It has to be something a little more because he's been out for, you know, what, a, over a month now. And that'll but, be that happened in OTAs. Months. So, yeah. Month, yeah, so months, and it'll be at least another month before he's able to uh, start practicing again after week four coming off the uh, pup list. So that's an interesting one. And it's a, it's a bad sign if they didn't like him, if it was something where they're stashing him. They didn't think he was good enough 
right now to even be the fourth corner, mm. that, that would not be a good sign. So I hope that's not the case. I hope it, and, but you hope it's not a severe injury either. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with, with uh, Darrell Lure. I don't know. And then Cam Latu, I don't know. This probably saved him from getting cut, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think the 49ers are going to take five. And he was the last of the, you know, the last of the tight ends that I think played well enough to get kept. Um, if you, if you look at everything from OTAs and especially training camp and then preseason, a little bit better at the end of the preseason, but um, he is going to miss meniscus injury, I believe it was, and he is going to be out now for the year for his rookie season. Uh, one of the things we've seen, Croc, now with um, we saw it with Trey Lance and. Like you, Kalia Davis actually made the roster, by the way. So he kind of had that red shirt thing last year and has now made the roster and, and got some limited action in the preseason. So we'll see what he ends up doing for the 49ers. But if you get red shirted your first year and then anything at all goes wrong to start your second <laughs> year, you don't have a career. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, People you, forget you, about you. If I was a player, I'd be, hell no. I don't want to red shirt my <laughs> first year i didn't i need to start proving something quick or else i'm gonna be gone you talked about the tight ends and you know who kind of did what Braden willis he was a guy from just using the eye test it's like man he moves very well um looks like a legit kind of pass catcher obviously he's not like a speedster but you see some of the things he does well we didn't really get to see that on display during the preseason you know i, I think he made a nice snag against the raiders but outside of that, there wasn't really much. And a matter of fact, Latou actually ended up, even though he had like the slow start, he had the fumble against the Raiders. But then, man, that second preseason game, and if you're going to factor in preseason more than anything else you've seen in practice, he started to come on strong. He made several catches, nice hand catches, kind of touchdown where he ended up getting hit. And he had to really focus on the ball that got tipped at the line of scrimmage and was fluttering, fluttering through the air for a touchdown. But – you start to see, like, all right, maybe this is going to help him kind of get in the groove. And then even then, it's like, ah, now we're going to put you on IR. I say all that to say, Brayden Willis, a guy who the eye test I liked more, I still didn't see him do more. And they ended up keeping him. And I bet it was kind of, do we keep Brayden Willis or do we put Cam Latou on IR? And they elected to keep Brayden Willis. That, that's what it felt like. I think Braden Willis probably would have clear waivers too. The third round picks, man. I mean, you just look back over the years, and this year, well, I mean, with Latu, and then now with with Moody, right? It's like, is yeah. he gonna kick? I know they brought in Vizcaino to to you know do a little practice. Maybe they need to get him for week one, and, and just you keep going back. Joe Williams, like, there's been so many negative aspects with these 40 and we talked about Danny Gray I mean it's just it's, it's a rough rough don't get drafted by the 49ers in the third round like it's, it's not great <laughs> yeah you want to be you see yourself get drafted by the 49ers in the third round it's like dang it yeah, yeah you want to be a day <laughs> one more round and that would have been good <laughs> right. Anybody else? the seventh rounders all made it Ronnie Bell made it yep. Jalen Graham made it um Braden Willis made it I mean, that, that's a good showing for the seventh rounders here. And you know what they all have in common is they all came correct as far as mindset. It like wasn't too big for them, physicality, right? So they, they met the intensity of the NFL, and it, didn't, it, didn't, it looked like they belonged right away, I think, which is huge for any rookie coming in the league. Not only did they all make it, you feel confident about the fact that they made it, right? 
whether yep. it's Graham or Bill, and even some of the other guys, the winners, uh, Bill ended up making it. Yeah, and well. you look at the, just the third round guys, and it's like Jair Brown was like, no, okay, he was out there, he made you know made, made a few tackles, okay, you know. Sure. The kicker is like, oh, he's hurt, he missed some kicks. What's yep. that going to look like? Kemba too, he was dropping passes, he fumbled in the preseason, dropped a bunch of balls during training camp. So I don't know what it is about this voodoo. What the point that's happening on third round? I think it actually started with a killer with a spoon. They drafted him in the third round, and it was kind of a weird situation with how they handled him. And I don't know if he put a spell on the 49ers and was like, all right, after me, every third round pick that they get, I'm just gonna put a little voodoo spell on them. But it has not gone great. And with how many like opportunities they've had drafting guys in the third round and how little success they've had. That is really weird, and it's only the third round. Outside of that, guys have done very well for them. Fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round. I mean, you got Mr. Relevant Brock Purdy looking like young Joe Montana out there in the seventh round. So you can do well identifying all these other guys, but for whatever reason, that third round, yeah. it just they just cannot get it right. You know what, guys? I know exactly the reason why. I'm going to give you that answer next. Mm-hmm. Thank you once again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen every day. Shout out to all the everydayers out there. Make sure you are subscribed up on YouTube. Hit the notification bell, hit the thumbs up. And of course, you can find us everywhere you find your podcasts. All right, I'm going to go through the list here in a second of the uh, of the, the the waves and releases for the 49ers today. Uh, but first, here's the reason why the 49ers have missed in the third round for the most part and hit in rounds five through seven. And it's because in rounds five through seven, the elite athletes are already taken. So they're drafting guys who were wired the right way more than just finding the guys that have the best traits. The guys that are there in the third round are the guys that have the traits, but weren't really good enough to go in the first two rounds. So what they end up doing is finding a four, three guy and not a football player in the third round. And what they find in the fifth through seventh rounds are football players that don't, that don't necessarily run four, three. I think it's a simple. It's pretty guy. good. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Uh, but Jair Brown ran a four six five. Yeah, that's why he's a hit. <laughs> they drafted Trey the Sermon. He was a four six something football player again. Yeah. And let's not know. real quick. Just everybody out there listening to us that's yelling at us. Yes, we know Fred Warner was a third round pick. We know. Yeah. Don't yeah. get mad at us. We love Fred well, Warner. We are specifically talking about post Akella Witherspoon. Okay, that's where the curse started. There you go. Like, Akella Witherspoon. Was he twenty? He felt like he was slighted. He, he was a third round pick, top of the third round. But twenty seventeen, he felt like he was slighted. You said what? Twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen draft? Seventeen. Warner was after that, right? Yeah. So Warner was twenty eighteen. So uh, yeah, Akella. Well, but it was after Akella Witherspoon left. So like, oh, it was more left. so of, oh, oh you guys going to do me wrong? Okay, yeah. I'm going to put a spill <laughs> on you guys. Boom. I see what you're saying. Nailed it. Okay. That's the that's the one. Yeah. Oh, so, so it was after that, you know, that mean the Trey Lance is putting a spell on the 49ers first round picks now? I think there's already kind of a spell in the Solomon first round. Thomas do that? Out, you're right. Outside of the obvious Nick Bosa, which I'm not going to lie. I am on record as saying I would not have minded them drafting uh, the kid out of Alabama. Quentin Williams? Quentin Williams, right? Mm-hmm. So if, if I actually kind of like was like, ah, oh, they might take Quentin Williams. He's been good. I think he just made all pro. And if you watch Hard Knocks, he looks like a superstar. He is not Nick Bosa. But I think of the defensive tackles, he's kind of entering that realm of his career. But 
even outside of that, I mean, like it was hard to get that wrong unless they would have dra- did like the Raiders and drafted Cleveland Farrell. Quinnen Williams just signed, I think, a contract that makes Big him one. second highest paid defensive tackle in the league, only behind Aaron Donald. Yeah, nah, he's paid. So that would have been a good pick. But that was kind of the gimme with Nick Bosa. Outside that, it's like they kind of kind of struggle a little bit, mm-hmm. especially with some of the high picks that they've had. Where it's like, well, how do you how do you get this wrong? Here are the players the 49ers cut today. Uh, they released these veterans that don't get subject to waivers, so they're just free agents now. We talked about Austin Bryant and Kerry Hyder coming back to the team. I think Chris Connolly's going to be back as well. And if not Connolly, then probably Willie Sneed will be back, or maybe both of them, who knows. So uh, Austin Bryant, Chris Connolly, Troy Fumagalli, running back Brian Hill, uh, Kerry Hyder, defensive tackle T.Y. McGill, running back Jeremy McNichols, Wide receiver Anthony Miller, who was only in town for less than a week, I think, and then wide receiver Willie Sneed. Those were the veterans that were released. And then the um, the players who are subject to waivers that were cut today are as follows. Defensive lineman Alex Barrett, fullback Jack Coletto, defensive tackle Marlon Davidson, offensive lineman Joey Fisher, Alfredo Gutierrez, Keith Ismail, uh, Corey Luciano, Il Manning, Jason Poe, and Leroy Watson. Safety, Miles Hartsfield, cornerback, Deshaun Jameson, safety, Quantrez Knight, wide receivers, Tay Martin and Isaiah Winstead, linebacker, Marcelino McCrary-Ball, linebacker, Curtis Robinson, and cornerback, Trey Swilling. So those were the ones that were waived. Um, In my opinion, Isaiah Winstead, Tay Martin, wide receivers, they'll be back on the practice squad. Il Manning, did he show enough to get snatched up by somebody else? If not, Il Manning will be back on the practice squad. I think Jason Poe deserves to be back as well. Uh, Keith Ismail should be back. Joey Fisher. Uh, oh, Alfredo Gutierrez is part of the International Pathways program, so I don't think he even counts toward the numbers of no, the rock. get it. Additional. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, Marlon Davidson showed some flash. I think he should be somebody that would be a priority player to bring back to the practice squad. Jack Coletto was, uh, was highly valued, I think, for a number of teams but not, not that many teams even employ a fullback. So I don't know if he'll have a big market for someone to try to snatch him off of waivers away from the 49ers. So I do expect him to be back. And then two big ones who I thought could have made the roster or the three big ones that I think could have made the roster that might have the biggest market outside the 49ers is Marcelino McCrary ball, uh, Quantrez Knight and Deshaun Jameson. I wouldn't be surprised if like uh, if D'Amico Ryan's in Houston, you know, claims Marcelino McCrary ball or something like that, because he was really good in, in training camp last year for the 49ers when, when D'Amico was still here. I have a question. So for Gutierrez, who you said is part of the international pathway uh, program that they have going on. Mm -hmm. Do you just keep him because he's truly a practice squad player and you have no intentions of ever bringing him up or what's the point? I know you likely kind of want to develop him. I think the 49ers have been kind of, forward thinkers as it pertains to some of the, you know, diversity, um, you know, with, with how to, you know, they had the, the woman receiver coach, you know, they've done a lot of those things. Is this one of those things where they just want to continue to just, Hey, we're going to keep him on the practice squad and he's not going to count towards anything. And we just have him around just to have him around. Or is he a guy that you want to see improve to where we can potentially bring him on? Like some of the names that we're going to talk about going to practice squad, like uh, Quantra is not, you said, man, like that would be a guy I would like to see on the starting. Yeah, offensive. he can play. And, right. And, and I mean, starting, D, excuse me, DB. And we just might not see it this year, but he was a guy where you were talking about him potentially making the 53 man roster. 
We don't say that about Gutierrez. So is he just a guy where it's just, well, he's a part of his program, so he doesn't count. All right, let's just have him, and he can help us practice. Or is there an end goal to having him a part of the 49ers? I think the way you said it is right. I think that the fact that you can have this additional guy on your practice squad out there running around, keeping other guys healthy, of course you take advantage of that. And maybe the end goal – I mean, the end goal is obviously to – get everybody better, right? And get everybody ready to get out on the field. And maybe that is kind of like, oh, it'd be really great if he does that. But I don't, if they're anticipating it, who, who really knows, right? Yeah, it's it's hard because it doesn't seem like he's ever going to really have an opportunity. Like it doesn't seem like that's actually a pathway, you know, which is what it's supposed to be to becoming an NFL right. player. So if that's the case, maybe find a different international player and and sort of find a, try to find your guy that can make the roster. Yeah. But it seems like they really like him, and he barely even plays in the preseason. So I think, remember, I think this is his third preseason with the 49ers. I think last year he got on the field for the first time in a preseason game. It was a big deal. It was like the end of the last preseason game, and he got like a series, and that was it. So, and I don't, I don't remember seeing him on the field much this year either. So um, at some point, it's not really doing what the program is probably, and I think you have to have one, which is the other thing. So maybe they just like him and they want to keep him around, and there's nobody they like better. Have you, did you see the guy from, um, CJ Okoye for the Chargers. Yeah. He's not hurt in this game, but he's a big old dude. He was part of the, I think it was Nigerian uh combine that they did. And he was like the MVP of that combine. And he's like six, six, three fifteen. And he's just like a a, a monster. But he, uh, he played basketball and I think some other sports, but never played football before. And he got a sack in his first game. And he didn't even know it was a sack because he thought you had to be in the pocket to get sacks. So the quarterback left the sack, left the pocket when he sacked them. And then so he's like, cool, I get to do a sack dance. He didn't know that you split sides at the end of the quarter. Like he didn't know anything. He doesn't know anything about football. He first started training for football in January of this year. And he's wow. in on an NFL roster in training camp. I mean, that's wild. Jared Haynes style. Jared Haynes actually that. got in the games though. Yeah, he had a few moments of like, ooh, and yeah. then one fumble, and you're like, nope, get him he out had of here. that like that one. He had that one dead leg move. It was like, could people couldn't Boom. figure it out, and then it was like, oh yeah, but he's not really an NFL player. Okay, never mind. Uh, okay, so Jimmy G, Croc, I, I have the audio. Do you want me to play the audio? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. This is Jimmy Garoppolo with Sports Illustrated, I believe make of the the trade lance trade to dallas weird situation been a lot of weird situations over there in san francisco just to leave it at that but uh you know i'm happy trey got another shot man how do you think san francisco's handled those, those quarterback situations how do you think they've handled them <laughs> i think it's been messy I'll, I'll put it that way <laughs> yeah that's a nice way to put it wow yeah that's i mean he could say a lot like some people are like oh man he doesn't Throwing shade at the 49ers and trying to go in on, on Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, he could have gone a lot harder than that, I think. And I think that's totally fair coming from his perspective on what he went through with the 49ers. I would love to hear actually more deeper, harder details from Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance about how all that went on. And I think someday we will hear that stuff. But uh, I yeah, think okay. I think that's I think that's Jimmy Garoppolo kind of being nice about it and being like, it was yeah. it was weird. Yeah, that that yeah. was for I felt like that's the most I've heard him speak like since even <laughs> before me with the 49ers. He's not a man of many words, but that was so loud. Like, you know, just just hearing him. I mean, laughing, asking the reporter 
mean, how do you think they've handled it? Yeah. You know, yeah, like, that was the best part. He, he, he didn't he didn't have the big digs and maybe like how he could say things, but the things that he did say to me, it was screaming at me how he felt about the situation there. Uh, so it it was it was funny to hear, cool to hear, but also Kyle's kind of hearing it about just the overall situation of his handling of quarterbacks from a lot of different areas. And I, I don't know. I mean, he's the, the way Kyle, you know, he's a good coach, but he might not be a good manager. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or, de- or developer too. Right. I mean, you could always throw that at him too. Like, or a drafter. I mean, there's a lot of things you could kind of throw at Kyle. Is like, he's great at this. We know he's great at X's and O's. He's fantastic. He's amazing. He's brilliant. But is that it? Like, is that what he's great at? And he's kind of like, uh, whatever, and everything else? I don't know. Remains to be seen. I think that's a good point, Nick. I think that he is obviously a great X's and O's guy. He's a great coach. Anybody that's ever been around him says, like, that is the smartest guy. And when it comes to player development, because me as, you know, I, I'm a coach and obviously I coach on the lower levels, but I understand how much goes into building these young men up. And I think he's just better off if you come to me ready to go. If you come ready to go, like George Kittle was, and he was yeah. willing to trade away Vance McDonald, right? Like Fred Warner was, and they were like, all right, uh, Ruben Foster, you're out of here. And it's fine because this guy, number 48, is coming as a rookie. We put the green dot on his helmet right away. If you are one of those guys, the way you come to him where you're just ready to go and execute the way he wants you to, then he will get you in a winning type. He'll get you to play winning football. The guys that he has to, you know, they're they're unseasoned chicken and he has to put a little seasoning on it. I think he struggles with exactly how much seasoning he needs to put on or maybe he's cooking it a little, you know, he he wants to take it out the oven too soon. And it's like, no, you got to leave it in the oven just a little longer. Yeah. And I think he's like, no, no, I want to take it out right now because this is how I do it. I, I think he's wants he's somebody that wants to just pop it in the microwave and put it on two minutes, as opposed to you know slow cooking that uh, those ribs for several hours. Yeah, you got to bring in the rotisserie chicken from Costco that's already yeah. cooked, already seasoned. Ready to go. Yep. You can make then he'll make you like a real nice salad with it. He'll he'll he will make that meal excellent. But if he has to cook the rotisserie chicken, it feels Why like he done? struggles with that. So Brock Purdy, we look at Brock Purdy in this situation. Brock Purdy came in. Brock Purdy, he's that rotisserie chicken. He was ready to go. Yeah. Like, dude, I played a lot of games at Iowa State. I started a lot of games. I've gone through everything. I was the leader. I got this moxie about me. Whatever you Real need quick, me to do, guys. man, hey, this plays right into my role. I'm ready to go. So he looked at that and said. Purdy, are we worried about the arm fatigue? Not throwing at practice today? You guys nah, that? Nah, I'm not worried about not worried at all. Are you sure? You know I'm just not ready to go through arm fatigue again. <laughs> I mean, it's a real thing, man. The human body has limits. I I'm not gonna lie, just like I said, I was worried about the Bosa thing, and I'll be more worried if he's not signed tomorrow. Uh, I'm a little worried about the Brock Purdy thing. He that, that was pretty big surgery that he had, right? He didn't do a whole lot of throwing yeah. and the, the the ramp up. Maybe they ramped it up too soon. Like, I'm concerned, is all I'm saying. He has two weeks. I think he's yeah. fine. I'm more concerned. You know what I'm more concerned about? The fact that I just saw on social media, Trey Lance talking to the media in Dallas Cowboy gear. Ew. That did something to me. I don't know why. But no, he actually looked good in it. Oh, he can't look good but in that. It just did it just was like, wow. Like this really happened. 
Yeah, it got real. <laughs> I did hear. I think it was Greg Papa. I think I, I got to give him credit for this one because it made me laugh. He called uh, he called the Dallas's helmet their logo, their star, a one star rating. I don't know. <laughs> Love it. Love that. Well done. <laughs> it's a race right now between the Dallas Cowboys and the 49ers. That quest for six. Like, who's going to get that yeah. six ring first? Get six first. Yeah. Hopefully, Trey didn't sprinkle any voodoo on the 49ers and, and Niners get it first. Uh, I think we got to talk more about some of the Kyle stuff too, because he's kind of he's kind of getting hit from all sides. Like even people that in the national media are coming at uh, Kyle Shanahan right now for the whole Trey Lance debacle. And, and are they wrong, Peacock? I know, right? Good question. You know, when just you for the why? Why Kyle? are they coming at him? I mean, again, the way that it played out with Lance, which again, you you might look great because Brock Purdy saved the day, but the way they went about it. We have never seen that before. And I think there's a reason why we haven't seen anything. You, when you look at player development, there's all kinds of different angles that we've seen work out or not work out, right? And even for Trey Lance, it may never work out. But we've seen it, how it plays out for some guys, and they give it a chance. The way that this played out, and not even just with Trey Lance, with the way they acquired Trey Lance, with having a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who, you know, before he left, went to multiple NFC championship games. And it was very clear when he plays, you win games, regardless of if it's him or not. When he plays, you win games. And I think that's why Jimmy Garoppolo was like, well, it's, it's weird over there. You know, it's like, look, I was there. I was, you know, I was a leader. And they, they, they brought me back to be this guy's backup that hasn't done anything. But Kyle put them in that situation. Like, why is Jimmy on his roster still? Just the way that they went about it. You can question a lot of those things. It looked a little weird. But ultimately, if Brock Purdy saves the day, you'll, you'll be fine. But he better uh, really take care of Brock if this works out. I'll give you my thoughts on that on the next episode of Locked On 49ers. Uh, but Wink, you're kind of right, Wink. It's like... Garoppolo just talked about the weird situation and now there's a little arm fatigue. It has to be weird, right? It has to Everything continue to be weird it. at quarterback. Trey was traded and he's like, oh, okay, now it's kind of going to be normal. You got your second year quarterback. Everyone likes him. He's good. He's going to be the starter. You've got your number two guy and Sam Darnold, the veteran. And then, you know, Brandon Allen's your number three guy. You got your, it, there's no, there's no drama to be had here. We know the order now. It can't be that easy. It's going to be weird. It has to We're be 49er fans. They've always been weird. You had Montana and then they bring in Steve Young, right? And then you had, you know, you draft Alex Smith and you let him get destroyed for a bunch of years. And then you got the Kaepernick situation in it. Like, we're used to this, man. The 49ers quarterback controversy always. There's always something going on. That's a great point, Winky. That's a that's a How great How are we point. not used to this? Why that can't we is- just have a normal situation? Why can't we have right? the 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 Green Bay Packers two quarterbacks over forty years, or uh, you know the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers three coaches in the entirety of yeah. their existence. Like, why can't we just have something? <laughs> and that's not as normal, but it's more normal than what the 49ers have dealt with at the quarterback position. Can we just please Brock Purdy? Please, please just be the guy. Because if Brock Purdy's not, this will be a never-ending cycle. And Sam Darnold will start week one next year. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for Sam Darnold versus uh, Kirk Cousins next training camp. That's going to be a fun one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's coming. Right. It is coming. Uh, that is Nicholas Winkler. You can find him at Bay Area Wink on Twitter. Of course, Croc and I will be back 
tomorrow as we do it up every day here on Locked On 49ers. Talk to you then. See you. Subscribe to this video.